Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming to you from the Cat Cave in Warwick, Rhode Island. Uh, big thank you to Tack Van Sickle for being a returning guest. We had all sorts of issues. We recorded an episode maybe four or five months ago, had some difficulties, lost the episode, and then Tack was nice enough to come back and re-record. Uh, so thank you, Tack. You know, Tack is actually one of my oldest podcast friends. We met about five, six years ago through the Potter and Family community, and we were on each other's show a couple times and just got along. So all those years later, when he reached out to me to be a guest on his new podcast, A Very Brady Bunch, A Very Brady, when he reached out to me to be on his new podcast, A Very Brady Podcast, I was just so excited to catch up with an old bud. Uh, you can go back, check out my episode of that. I was on episode seven. The rewatch, we watched um, Kitty, the episode called Kitty Carry All is Missing, and I shit all over the Brady Bunch and Tack was nothing but kind and wonderful to me, so had to get Tack back on here. I, he's one of my favorite people to talk to. Tack is such an interesting guy because he's kind of like this new metal-ish kind of guy and, you know, tough, but then he's like an animator, a podcaster, he's a audio engineer, just also a dad, all that good stuff, like just a really fucking cool, tough dude, and um. I just love talking about him because where else to get to talk to someone who has a passion for the Brady Bunch, who also worked at SpaceX, and then tells a fun story about going on another podcast to get in a debate with Flat Earthers, Tack being on the right side of that, um, and also like recording music in a studio with um, the basis of Jim of Limp Biscuit, uh, and it's it's fucking nuts. So please check out a very Brady podcast. Uh, I really like what Tack did. The first season was more guest based, but now it's him and Jimmy Klein, another old friend. Jimmy, if you hear this, shout out, missy buddy, and um, just so much fucking fun. And you don't actually have to like the Brady Bunch to listen to this podcast because uh, I clearly hate the but I do not like it. I do not think it's good. But Tack and Jimmy are so fucking fun, and it's, you know, the Brady Bunch, you don't actually have to be a fan, you're just aware of it in the culture enough that they make it, they make it so much fun, I cannot recommend checking out the show enough. So you can check everything out there at averybradypodcast.com, we'll put everything in our show notes as well, and um, I actually have been digging around, I've been getting like really hooked on Tack's YouTube channel called Tack Attempts, we'll put everything in the show notes. Uh, but it's him. He's got a really fucking good voice. So go tack. What can't this motherfucker do? Um, anyway, let's do a quick little housekeeping. I just finished up taking my class with PRX. I finished a six week course called, uh, with the most amazing people I met. I got to make some new friends and people I'm sure you'll hear on here at some point. And our instructor is Amanda McLaughlin from Mo- from Multitude. She was an incredible professor. Um, I definitely recommend taking a class through PRX if there's something you're anyone out there you're interested in. Um, a little more housekeeping. Two things. Uh, recently, Bree had her birthday. Happy birthday, Bree. And my birthday will be coming up on the 11th. Woo! And Let's Chat is actually turning seven. We're going to be doing a big birthday bash at the end of the month with uh, See You Live. We're going to post all the rest of the details. I uh, will make that announcement in a few days. So keep your eye on our Twitter feed, and if you're not in our Facebook group for the Let's Chat community, we're going to put all the really good stuff there first. Um, our Facebook fan page is it's great, but Facebook fucking sucks and hides their algorithm, and it kind of makes it useless unless you boost the post. The communities have been really helpful and meeting a lot of really nice people, so we'll post everything in there. We're really, really excited, so you know, keep your ears open. Uh, on August 12th, my guest appearance on the podcast, What Do We Miss, will be out, where we covered the topic of Sunny Day Real Estate, so that was really fun, so keep an ear out for that. Uh, 
And our panel that was of, of, it's now available through the What's Your Writers Club YouTube page, How to Grow and Monetize Your Podcast. You can listen to the feed. You can watch the video, uh, whatsyourwritersclub.com. And a huge thank you to Andrew Hall from Laughing and Disbelief for having me on his YouTube show to talk about leveling up and how to grow and monetize your podcast as well. Uh, so I, I listen, I'll talk to anyone about that. But uh, Andrew's a good bud. We're going to have to get him back on here as well. Um, I feel like we're rambling. Make sure you just check everything out for us. It's Let's Chat Podcast at net, at Let's Chat Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Keep your eye on the feed and keep your st- eyes peeled to our social. We've got some big stuff coming down in the pipe. Let's get to it. To my books, down the well, said goodbye to a few summer didn't tell. Couldn't have seen 21,000 miles, but I got there. just because of the virus i think largely it stepped up like it just got so much easier like um like you know we've all been doing podcasts for a long time and you're one of my earliest podcast friends and um <laughs> from from the the back in the uh, uh the tape funny days and um but like just the idea like do you remember like asking people on your podcast and then especially trying to get like a, a name or someone you didn't know and then there's like a party, like, all right, now I have to ex- hopefully you know how to record a podcast. It's like I, my theory that some of the early Potter family people that we all like became connected with, part of I think people, it became like a skill set. If you could record yourself and not fuck it up, you were like 10 times more likely to go on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, they got all these call, call record. Like I use call recorder for Skype, but there's so much better ones out there now, especially now. Oh, but like you said. Oh yeah, no. I mean, I, I've been using all of them, like MP3, Skype recorder. But I've had everything fail on me at some point. Like, I think it's just at this point. I mean, speaking of, like, we literally are going. Be, we're re-recording this because of a technical glitch. So maybe it's not perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But actually, that that's not as well. It's not a funny story. I felt really bad. Um, I want to put this out there for the listener to know about this. How nice you are of a human being to do this. Uh, so we recorded. What I think it was in March. Yeah, it was a few months ago. It was a long time ago, and then a lot of stuff kind of happened, so your episode kept getting pushed back. But with part of the reason my thinking was like, I knew it was going to take longer to get released, but we had a kind of a good run. So I was like, all right, the bigger uh, I I wanted to like get the website up and like more, so I could kind of have my show be a little grow a little bit more, so I could you know help return the favor to an old podcast pal. And then (laughs) in the premise of all that, I between the process of our recording. Um, I had sent it over to my uh, the editor, one of the editors I used, uh, Kevin Ivers, who's fucking dope ass dude from Talk Dirty to Me. That's his podcast. And um, <laughs> somewhere in that process, I like fuck the file got fucked up on like my half of the file. Mm-hmm. But then I still had a backup file in my head because I usually put everything on my Google Drive. But for a reason, I never did. It was on my old phone. But in that time from we we've, we've talked, and this is gonna sound one of those moments where like truth is stranger than fiction. I used to have a Google <laughs> Pixel uh, 2XL up until a few months ago, a couple about a month ago. The power button came off like during the, the virus, oh, so, wow. and then the battery died, so I couldn't turn it on and I couldn't reset the phone. And the only way I had to like go to a Verizon store, but it was like the peak virus when you're trying to avoid people. So I ended up getting <laughs> a new iPhone and losing that phone. I I lost everything on that phone, which happened to have. So besides, like, I had your file, then the it, I, everything went wrong. So it was just kind of funny. But 
<laughs> but yeah, no they, worries. That happens to us, man. It happened. Yeah. That happened to me actually recently, probably about a couple months ago. I recorded a podcast with two two other guests, and they each recorded their end of the show, right? And they sent me their files just like they're supposed to. It was great, perfect files. But who had the bad file? Me. Because apparently you're not supposed to use the same SD card for the past, I don't know, seven years. <laughs> so I don't know this stuff. Like I'm like Well, I knew it, but I just kept taking a chance and taking a chance. Yeah. As soon as that happened, I had a corrupt file. I just threw the SD card away and I was like, all right, that card's done. <laughs> yeah. I've had I've had um I've had people not send me their files. I've had the whole thing say it's recording and not recording. I, I probably I think I estimated once, I think there's about twenty episodes of this show that's missing. Um, some for various reasons. Some are like one, a couple of them. One experience was a person asked for it not to be released because they didn't like what they said, and I was fine. Um, sometimes I've lost episodes, and then the people like you were nice enough to come back and do it. Some of them are just gone for the sands of time that will never. And, and some of those were, some of those were fun. Some of those were like could have been big guests too, which was like I am so sorry because you were giving me like an hour of your half of your time, and I fucked it up. But. What are you going to do? But um, It so, happens, man. It's part of the game. <laughs> I think what the nice thing now is, like, everyone's on board with it. Like, we're all using, like, like when all this happened, like, uh, at my job, like, all, it was the first time we came a little more, like, um, using, like, this kind of stuff. Like, in my, in my work, we never used this stuff because of HIPAA. And now we're doing, like, teleconference and all this stuff. So everyone, it's just, like, no. I'm like, oh, guys, I've been talking on Skype to strangers for an hour for years. This is easy. And everyone, watching everyone <laughs> learn it together. And, like, I don't know what it is. Seems to be like a baby boomer, like a boomer thing. But like when something goes wrong, it's not like it's just like all right, whatever. It's like the world is ending. Like oh my god, the Skype. Oh my god, the Zoom. The whole thing is all, like. I mean, it's like you're counseling people, like as if the world is ending every time there's a technical snag. I was like, so it's so funny. <laughs> well, speaking of boomers, it kind of kind of uh, backwards is us into what I wanted. The thing we're here to talk about today. Uh, okay. So we've known each other for a long time. With um, um, mm-hmm. from back in the day, we were early guests on each other's. You were on this podcast in the early years, and I was yeah. on uh, Take Funny with all you great guys. And yeah. then you know, through the years, it's been such great to see how all these different people and come and go and change and get to reconnect. But now you've got this great new podcast called the Very Brady Podcast, which you were so nice enough to have me on. To come over yeah. and just shit all over the Brady Bunch. <laughs> God, but in a awful. good way. It's in a good way. It's in a loving way. Yeah. yeah. It's, which, and I've been I've listened to more of your episodes. Like I'm I, I'm like I'm understanding the the charm of the Brady Bunch of that like because <laughs> when we when we recorded the first time when you were on this podcast and even when we did your Brady Bunch podcast it was before the virus had hit. So like maybe my need for nostalgia wasn't as ne- needed, but like <laughs> now like watching older stuff where like, I watch a lot of uh, rewatching Scrubs, like stuff from twenty years ago. There's something nice about it where you're just like, I don't have to think. <laughs> have about- you been listening to the Scrubs podcast? Yes, that's actually what did it. My yeah. dear friend Alicia Riley turned me on to that podcast because at first I didn't like it. And then, because they don't actually talk about Scrubs ever at first, because they're, <laughs> yeah. but, because I also like Office Ladies. I'm actually a huge oh, yeah. fan of all these, like, rewatch TV show podcasts. Oh, for sure. I love Office Ladies. I listen to that every single week. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, same here. That's, like, my commute to work every Thursday. Is it Thursdays it comes out, I think? I don't know, but that's I always have the yeah. same days I listen to it, yeah. Yeah, that's, like, one of the few shows. There's a community one I really like. Oh, um, really? I didn't know. The Darkest that. Timeline with Ken Jeong and Joe McHale. Oh, wow. You know what's really cool about them? Um, they, like, right when Community came to Netflix, 
a bunch of like community rewatch podcasts like popped up on Twitter or uh, maybe they had been there, but I started following a bunch of them. And there's like this real community around like community fans, and I'm I'm a huge community fanatic. And um, yeah. Joel McHale and Ken Jong did like a Zoom call, and they had all of these like indie podcast hosts like you and me with all the people who host like community fan podcast. Like I love seeing the people who make the thing also being in on like we love this as much as you. And I just thought yeah. that like it's like the sweetest fucking thing. Um, so I'm hoping the Brady branch will do that for you. <laughs> I know. I'm working on getting some of the cast on, but we'll see. You will. Fingers crossed. I think you can. Yeah. Um, so why did you start a Brady Bunch uh, rewatch <laughs> podcast in 2020? Well, technically I started in 2019. Oh, so I'm sorry, started like, <clears throat> Yeah, I started last October. So oh, my God. What it was, the way the story goes is I was actually the show was going to be about, I think we talked about this last time on the Lost episode, but I'll bring it all up again. The show was actually going to be about the Andy Griffith show. So I was actually going to do an Andy Griffith rewatch show because I used to, I love the Andy Griffith show. And I really didn't even start watching that until I was like, probably within the past five years when I first started watching the Andy Griffith show. And that show was really funny. And it was, and I was like, this is so cool. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do a rewatch podcast all about the Andy Griffith show. And then, you know, who knows if the show gets big enough, I can have somebody on that was on the show. But then I realized everybody's dead. There's nobody alive except maybe Ron Howard. And there's no way he's doing my little podcast. So maybe and I was like, well, shit. I think he will. I was like, yeah. So, so like I was thinking I had everything set up. I set up all my social media. It was going to be called welcome to Mayberry. Like I had all the stuff ready to go. And it was literally the night before I was going to record my first episode. I had my buddy Ron, who was going to be my first guest and uh, he was all ready to go. And so literally the night before, I was like, I gotta think about something else. And so then I immediately thought the Brady Bunch, that's nostalgic. Tons of people know about the show. There's, you know, the, most of the cast is still alive. Like, this is great. And, uh, and plus there was the HGTV thing that was getting ready to hit too. And I was like, this is going to rebirth the show all together. And I was like, it's a great time for this. There's a lot of funny things that can be said about the show. And so I texted my buddy. I was like, I'm changing the show to the Brady Bunch. And he was like, holy shit he's like i fucking hate the brady bunch really and i was like yep and you're gonna still be my first guest tomorrow and he was like all right fine what <laughs> so, a good friend i know i know but i'm having a blast so i just do the first season is different than season two so the first season was just me and i had a new guest every week and including you you did an, an episode for me um oh, and I, just was not, episode. I was not kind <laughs> do what I was not kind to the show. No, you were not kind. Which is, is which is great. Yeah, I welcome all walks of life. So some people, but, I've had guests that have never seen the show. I've had guests that hate the show. I have guests that love the show. So it's great. Um, I welcome everybody and everybody's I, opinion. Yeah, I definitely have to say as, as like an audience member of, of your show, because I've come to really like it, is you are such a good host of it because you don't um, – you, you are somehow able to be, like, a fan of the show, but simultaneously understand that people hate this, uh, which, <laughs> yeah. which you don't really see in fandom frequently. Like, that's, like, the biggest example being Star Wars, where, like, people have to nitpick and argue about it. But you're just like, I like this thing. And if you don't, that's okay. And if you do, that's also okay. But I think as a listener, it's kind of fun because it's not, like, imagine, like, every episode you have to have, like, a fucking fist fight with someone over the Brady Bunch. <laughs> right. That it doesn't 
elicit that much of a response from most people so but which i think makes you so much great because like you were so kind and fun to, to me but i listened to other episodes you've had with uh, different people who've like written the um uh, i'm sorry i want to say it was a book but i'm trying to remember it was an article you had a really good writer on that i remember we talked about her last time i spaced on her name but um oh yeah that's some amazing was, uh, guests yeah i had um god now i'm gonna look like an idiot i forgot her first name but her last name was potts yeah, she wrote uh, The Way We All Became the Brady Bunch, which is a fantastic book. And I had her on as a guest, and she was really great. She was awesome. Um, and now, since season two, I've added a co-host to the show, my friend Jimmy, which you know Jimmy. Jimmy, um, that made me so happy. And, and also, <laughs> yeah. what, what, a, what a great thing, and this is some of the most the best unsolicited advice that you can get as like someone who has a podcast is like don't be not be too which i think you did really well it's like um when you're starting out or any point not to be too strict with your format because like i know you have to have a format like when you make your show but like yeah. like it seems like what you did is kind of same what happened to me and i think to most people this goes i think for podcasts or anything like you kind of let the show find itself like you set off your idea and then you do what and then you figure out what's practical what people actually like what you like and then you switched up because i think your show's gotten much well, i also you know i love jimmy so it was like yes <laughs> So I think that was so cool that you did that. Yeah, it's it's a lot better. It flows a lot better. It's easier. Um, now I don't have to worry about looking for a guest every single week. I'm panicking at the last minute. Um, plus, it also frees me up a lot because before with a guest, I had to write out the synopsis every single episode. I mean, I wrote down scene by scene everything that happens. It would take me sometimes two hours just to oh, get yeah. to an episode. But now I split that duties now with Jimmy. So he does one day. I do the next week. He does one week. You oh. know. And it's great. And we're still going to have guests eventually. Um, but right now, we're still trying to trying to get our format right. We were actually just talking just before we started recording this. Jimmy and I were like, hey, what do you think about maybe doing the format like this? And I was like, oh, we'll try it. So we'll try it out tonight because we're recording tonight. And uh, it's just been so much fun. And the show is slowing, slow growing, but it's getting there. It's definitely... I've doubled my audience within the past couple of months since we, you and I have talked last. But Fuck yeah, that's awesome. It's still not great yet, but it's still not bad. So it's getting there. It's getting there. It makes me feel better. According to all the, like, I've been doing, like, master class. I'm taking a class, and I'm also doing, like, these, like, master class, like, um, which has been really, really fucking. Are you talking about the ones you always see advertised by, like, celebrities and stuff? And they're no, 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 no. There's some. I, not one of those, thankfully. I'm taking there's there's two separate ones. There's a master class through um there's a radio station in Rhode Island called W W B R U, um that now it's like mostly online. And actually, what happened with them was they had a podcast conference. It's part of Brown. They had a whole conference about podcasting coming up here in Providence. And then you know the virus hit, so they couldn't do it. So they moved it all online. So actually, these are available for anyone in the country. Um, I don't know when they're doing any again, but I went to a few of the. I, I got to do, and they're all like you know on Zoom calls. But I got to it was uh, I, um, I learned a ton. Like, and one of the one of them was like we got to a, a group of us got to get on a call with some producers from um, from um, um, from Stitcher, and like they kind of gave you a break. Like everyone's a little more theme. And then on top of that, I'm taking a class through PRX through the PRX uh, podcast garage in Boston, but it's online because what everything because of the virus. Uh, the one I'm taking is called um, it's like finding. Uh, it's about Mark, basically Mark. I'm trying to remember the name. I'm confusing it with something else. I'm moderating a panel coming up, and I'm confusing it because it's a similar title. I want to say the class I'm taking is about uh, monetize uh, about like marketing and growing your growing your audience essentially. 
But um, other than that, the whole point of Sipper all this, from what I've heard, so I've gotten to, like for the first time in my life, like actually getting to talk to people like more in the industry outside of just us. And like mm-hmm. the virus hit podcasting as a whole just dropped like 20%, like downloads across the board. Um, I think things are coming back, but advertisers were really scared. So the fact that you actually grew your audience is like, whoa. Because there was a period that the um, podcast downloads dropped. And then I think there was 800,000 new podcasts started in like a week. And they're all about, almost all of them were about the coronavirus. So like people, the, the industry trends were thinking like, all right, this is what podcasting is now. Everything's about the virus. But then I also most read more recently that now the podcast trends are less about the virus. A lot of the ones that started didn't take, you know, a lot of what we call it pod fade. And then a lot of now are becoming more popular ones about more cultural issues. So to me, it's interesting to see how podcasting is moving in like those waves and numbers. But it seems to be like the stuff like you're, you're doing and, and consistency is really the, it's the key. Because like 800,000 started, maybe about that, say 400,000 stick around. And then every day you and I keep going, we're just like the man on the mountain who just didn't leave for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a slow climb, but we'll get there. I know you that's one thing we talked about is we don't, we don't talk political at all. So as far as the coronavirus or COVID-19, we've never mentioned it on the show. And we're not going to mention it either. Which I love that because I think it's so nice to have a place of your life where you could just not think about it. Mm-hmm. Plus like, we want evergreen content too. So, and that, that yeah. kind of negates that. Of course, especially because it's, you know, it, it might timestamp it. And especially that you're doing a show about the Brady Bunch. I don't even feel like there's any criticism of you avoiding that topic. Cause like, I don't even know how it fits in. Cause what would you do? Watch the Brady Bunch. Hey, what would it be like if there were cell phones? Like, that's not fun. <laughs> like, that's not what you're doing you're watching it as it is which i think is fun but <laughs> right. you're, yeah you know but um how did you decide to get jimmy to come back or come back to come back to come on with you? well he'd done like a few episodes as a guest and then and i had noticed like a trend like for some reason every time he was on i had more downloads when he was on and plus it was just fun to have him on the show and and so we had talked about like what do you think about coming on here full time and he was like that'd be awesome and uh, so I was like, all right, well, let me finish up season one and we'll put you on full time starting season two. And then he did like more and more episodes as a guest on season one, just kind of let the audience get used to hearing Jimmy, you know, and it, it just flows much better now. So it, it's easier to talk with your buddy versus a different person. Sometimes a person I'd never met before. And then I've had a, a well, like one flop guest that just did not work out well and I get like bad reviews on that episode all the time or comments on it. And, you know, but overall it's been good. But with Jimmy, it's just been awesome because we just flow really well together. How do you guys know each other? Is he still in Florida? Yeah, which I'm heading back there too. Oh, I had to good. move up here last summer. I'm going to, I'm working my way. I'm just trying to get, find work down there so I can go back. You know, oh, good so. for you. Because how did you guys know each other? Because you were doing, we met Tony back then. Yeah, first Jimmy and I. Yeah, Jimmy and I met back in middle school. We were uh, like, no I was twelve, way. he was thirteen. Um, so yeah, so we've known each other since the eighties, and just been friends. And yeah, that's good because there was that trend in podcasting, which I think it's and there's still a market for it, it still exists. But like two guys, it would be like two do, two friends talking about random shit, and people <laughs> love that stuff, and that's fine. It's just not the ones I like, but I like two friends talking about something they love, and in this instance, it's. Uh, the Brady Bunch, <laughs> which still makes me laugh. Um, I'm sure I know I brought up on your episode that with you as well, but man, 
Can we take a minute to talk about the Brady Bunch movies and how underrated they are as comedies? Right. Those yeah. that those movies like make the series to me worthwhile because it's like oh I think they just like they just nail in on the weirdness of it and they somehow make fun of it and celebrate you know basically what you do like you can make fun of it <laughs> yeah. and also celebrate it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And we've talked about doing episodes just on those movies as well too. So please do. If you we have a lot of content. If you ever need a guest and you can't find something that's worth note, please let me know. I will come and talk about those movies anytime. Oh, for sure. For or sure. let me, I have, I'll have to send this to you afterwards. There's this um, new, there's a platform called C Alive, like C-Y-A Live. Um, I am going to be doing some hosting stuff with them, but they're looking for people to do content. But if you ever wanted to do like a, a very Brady podcast, like like watch along of that movie, like um, I'll talk to you about this afterwards. I'll send it to you. Oh, I think okay. That, Cool. It'd be something you could, I could, I can introduce you to Mark and set up a demo, and they would fucking love you because they're dying for content. I, I, I went to a couple of their events because they had one. They were showing uh, Galaxy Quest with Griffin Newman and oh, Paul nice. Shear, and like you, it was me. And then there's a chat room of like a couple hundred people, and then Griffin and Newman, and who I'm a huge fan of, both of those people, and Paul Shear had like little screens that would like kind of talk through it. And then there's ways like people would, and then they would like have pauses, and people can jump in and interact. It was actually really fucking fun. It's like what the future of I think cinema can be, um, but anyway, I think that that could be so fun. I do like a movie what because those movies are just like, fuck, are they good? <laughs> yeah. Gary Cole is a genius. Yeah. Do you watch West Wing? Did you watch West Wing or Veep or any of that stuff? Uh, no, I'm not big on politics or political shows, but I'm aware that they've done very well. I know that. that was, oh, he's an office space. That's what I'm thinking of. What is it? He was in Office Space. Oh, who was he in Office he's Space? He's the boss. Oh, oh, I, oh, Lumberg? Yeah, yeah, he's Lum, not Lumberg. He also played, oh, well, the guy Lumberg played the dad also on the Brady Bunch movies as well. Yeah, yeah, that's, that, that, that's his name is uh, Gary Cole. Great yeah, actor. that's right. You're right, yeah. Fantastic. One of them, and I, I think his casting as Drake Brady is so perfect in that movie. Uh, I could spend like two hours talking about those movies because I still remember seeing that. <laughs> So, like, my introduction to the Brady Bunch was actually the movies first. Well, I would watch my grandparents' house, but then I saw the movies first, and those were like, oh. Like, I don't think I understood the level of comedy that they were hitting off. <laughs> yeah, especially since they were taking pieces of episodes for the movie. It's, it's like most of it's from episodes, which is great. Now, I have a I, – I don't know if this is going to get you in trouble with your audience, if this would qualify for cancel culture. But um, would you say that Saved by the Bell is the modern day of our generation's Brady Bunch? I would say 100%. All right, well, that's sure. not, not a hot take at all. I tried. <laughs> Definitely. Was, well, like when we were doing the Brady Bunch uh, rewatch, uh, preparing for your episode, I was watching that episode, but then it made me think about other Brady Bunch episodes, and like I've listened to some of your episodes, and it made me think of that episode of um, those epi- the series of Saved by the Bell where they do the summer vacation with the Kurosis with Leia Remini, and like... It means like straight from the straight from the Brady Bunch, they like steal that plot. Like, isn't there this like a ancient curse from Hawaiian something and screech? That <laughs> like, really? like that's straight from the Brady Bunch movies, which I think they took from the TV show. Yeah, it's just like the Brady Bunch had like the show, right? And then they also did their movies as well, just like Saved by the Bell did their like Married in Hawaii or Oh yeah, what, they did like their movies and stuff too, and same kind of thing. Um, so definitely. Uh, Saved by the Bell is like our generations of uh, Brady Bunch. Yeah, like I guess I guess I understand that you kind of culturally grow up and you love something that isn't good. 
you know, right. like I have, a, exactly. I have a lot of that stuff. I have a lot of that stuff that stuff like I, if I watched it now for the first time, I I don't think I would ever like Saved by the Bell because I saw it at such a young age, so many <laughs> times. I um I truly watch it like with joy and happiness, even though I know it's terrible. <laughs> exactly. It was terrible, and which is where I got my idea from the show from. You know, Go Bayside with April Richardson. Oh, I love podcast. Go Bayside. Right? I know well, you and I have talked about it before, but that's where I kind of stole her format. And I was like, you know, Jeez. that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> so, a little disappointed you didn't go for your third rock from the sun rewatch that we were going to do. <laughs> oh, I know. God, that's also I, a fantastic show. I know. Oh, that's so good. I don't know about you. I have this problem where there's just not enough time. Because if it was up to, if I, like, if I had a billion dollars, my every day would just be like, I'm going to start this podcast, and then I'm going to start this podcast, and I'm going to start this podcast, and I'm going to start this podcast. And then I'm like, but I also have to keep up on the podcast that I started originally that is actually doing something, like having some sort of like worthwhile investment of time and hopefully some money. So it's so tough. But yeah, I think of all the TV shows, I've, I've always honestly dreamed of doing the to- a, a TV, a dream that wanted to do a TV rewatch podcast, but... It's a hard pitch for me to tell someone, like, I'd like to host it, but do nothing else. And uh, I can see why no one else wants to do that. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll show up and talk, and then you have to, you know, watch the episode, I'll, and I'll prepare. But then outside of that, you have to do all the editing and marketing and all the, <laughs> right. all the bullshit that goes into it. <laughs> it's kind of what I do now with the Very Brady Podcast. Yeah, that's how Jimmy I do. luckily just has to show up and be the honor of talent. And that's, well, he does synopsis, too, every other time, but yeah. he does do I'm actually just getting into that point where I have a team, so I'm having more people do more of the bullshit so I can do the other stuff, but it's hard to give over control. It is. It is difficult. I mean, it's easier. Like, I'll just take care of it. It's easier if I just do it. <laughs> you know, and I don't really, I'm not like a control freak anywhere else in my life or like mm-hmm. that person, but it's just like, I've been doing it this way for so long. I don't, it just, it, I don't, it's just been me forever. So it's so, yeah, it's yeah. hard, but it's been a wonderful experience. And, the flip side to it has been that things have grown exponentially because when it's not just you, um, you could get stuff done that wasn't ever getting done before because you ain't doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, in terms of like for your podcast too, like I'm sure like, 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 you know, you and I have this in common. We're both dads and we both have like jobs and like, we're just, you know, we're, this isn't our career. Unfortunately, I'm sure you probably <laughs> would love it to be just like this guy. Like for me. sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. One of the cool things um, I, I, my instructor says in my class is like podcasting is a unique industry because nobody really comes to it. Everyone kind of falls backwards into it in different ways. Um, what was your introduction to podcasting? Um, I think it was a buddy of mine, Ron, years ago, because I always knew what podcasts were, but I didn't really listen to them much and really know. I was interested in listening. I just never did. And then a buddy of mine was like, you know, I've been really thinking about doing a podcast. And I'm like okay, like, how do you go about that? And, you know, and really, the quick version is, when you take Taint Funny, for example, right? So we had, it was four of us on that show. It was me, Jimmy, our friend Eric, and our friend John. So the four of us used to, we've all been friends since at least the late 90s, right? And so the four of us always had, to me anyway, the most hilarious conversations and it would be a lot of like group texting stuff where the four of us would just rag on each other or just talk about funny shit or just talk about uh, whatever's in pop culture now. And I was like, this right here is a podcast. Like, this is this needs to be a podcast. And so everybody's like, hmm, okay, well, you set it up and we'll do it. And so I was like, great. And so I did. And 
it's just it was hilarious and we loved doing it and it was very therapeutic for sure mm. um, to get together with your your boys like once a week and just bullshit and just talk and it was fun I, that's why i love doing it and i wanted more so then i started doing a couple other shows with a couple other people and then you know now i do just this one now but i'm always up for like another show even though i have no time for it but i Stay still here. want to do another one yeah Oh my god! I absolutely. Um, well, I think that's true. I, I thought, oh, that's what made me think of for Tate Funny. Um, I, I have this unique experience. Um, I remember I was a guest on Tate Funny. It was one of, it was either the first or it was one of the very first podcasts I was ever on. But I remember being at my job. It's same same job, but um, yeah, god, that's same. I actually remember who it was. By it's now she's now a supervisor, but we're we're my friend. I remember someone that I worked with came up to me and I'll say my friend Jody. And um, she, like, started commenting about how she listened to my podcast. And I'm like, huh? And she, she was a little confused. But she had, some, for whatever reason, she saw on Facebook, she had listened to my episode of Taint Funny. And that was the moment I was like, all right, I'm getting fired. I'm getting fired. This is it. This is it. Um, and she thought it was hilarious. Thank God. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know what we said. This was so many years ago. But, but you know, that, that first feeling where someone um, who has some sort of leverage over you can, like, heard you on a podcast, like, what did I say? Uh, right. Have, have you had any terrible experiences with uh, saying something about someone or vice versa or someone else? Yeah. Um, a couple things happened. With that, that yeah, well, yes and no. Some potentially one. So, so I used to work out at SpaceX for like five years, you know, down in Cape Canaveral in Florida. And so I was a friend of mine who used to work at NASA at the time, Adam, we were guests on this other podcast called Hysteria 51, and they did a uh, flat earth roundtable um, with these two flat earthers. And so it was also like two other guests that were also on there. One was like an astrophysicist, another one, you know, so we were kind of representing the global earth, you know, <laughs> against these two flat earthers. And it was like a big roundtable debate kind of a thing. And then these guys were... They, they were saying, like, I had to make very clear, I am not representing SpaceX. Mm -hmm. I just happened to work it. And so they were like, well, SpaceX, da, da, da. I'm like, once again, I do not represent SpaceX. <laughs> I just happen to work yeah. there. I'm still me. All my opinions are my own. Yeah. I had to say this disclaimer, like, so many times because yeah. I was afraid somebody was going to hear it. And they say, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but, ah, uh, that was a... Yeah. You couldn't even find a more niche way to get yourself into some sort of – thankfully you didn't. But, like, it wasn't that you went on a podcast and said something. You're like, I'm going to go on a podcast as I am an employee of SpaceX and talk to flat earthers who are – I'm just going to hope that you're not on their side. <laughs> Definitely not. Okay. I didn't think so. But, you know, I, I still want to be your friend. And I, would have, I was trying to figure out how to, what, what to avoid because I didn't want this to go that way. To be like, There's no way you could be – there's no way you can be a flat earther and work at SpaceX at the same time because because the I guy was so. like, arguing and saying like oh well all those like rocket landings those are all fake I'm like how would how like, like and he was like well you're either a part of the cover up and lie or they're lying to you and I'm like how when I can visually watch it happen oh dude, and he was saying I, there's like a big screen and you know and it's all projected I was like come on dude. The the problem with like those that type of thinking of those types of people you argue with is that they have they only they need zero substantial proof for their claims 
and demand the world from you. And I don't have that kind of energy anymore. It's like arguing with a libertarian. <laughs> Even if it's, I just don't have the energy. I just don't. Like, you're like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't understand the flat earth thing. Well, I had someone explain it to me. Not, oh, I'm going to refer to that. I had someone explain to me the, like, why it's a thing, not why people, like, why people believe it and what they get from it and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, but it's, I didn't realize there's, like, a lot of weird, like, religious, religiosity to it as well. But, you know, fuck, I don't want to talk about flat earthers. I'm having a good day. <laughs> uh, but, but that's so funny that you went on a podcast with, like, with those, but while working with NASA and SpaceX, like, the two, like, you're, like, literally the enemy. It's, but I also love those moments because those people always think you're more important than you are. Be like, do you know what where I am at the totem pole at my job? Like I'm <laughs> exactly. I, I'm not running the place by any means. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm well liked and respected, but in terms of like, high, well, I hope, but like in terms of high up the ladder, uh-uh, that ain't me. <laughs> it, it doesn't go Elon Musk tack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, at least you didn't smoke a blunt incorrectly on the Joe Rogan experience to tank your stock. Right. Uh, well. <laughs> did you ever um i know it's so weird to say this because i mean i worked at starbucks for like a years so i never saw how i never met howard schultz but did you happen to ever come in contact with mr mr musk uh for sure well i never like physically got to like shake his hand and say hi but i've been like uh after launch parties where he was at um i've held a door for him before and I said, good morning, sir. You know, as he's like walking through it, um, you know, stuff like that. Um, That's cause I cool. was in security. So I had to deal with a lot of that okay. kind of stuff. So is it weird to be around someone of that level? Well, he wasn't what he is now because he had an interesting rise of like, you know, dark internet darling and then fucking not doing so hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been following him lately in the news, but I hear he's been in the news lately. So I'm I, still I, kind of bitter about being laid off from SpaceX. So yeah, just, he doesn't. He kind of got like beloved by a certain type of people, and then I think he got red pilled pretty bad. And huh. I don't know. And but also money and fame and success, like that's gotta fuck up your worldview, especially when like the whole world like tells you you're a genius and you start to believe. I, I don't know. I'm not defending him. I don't really like him. I, I don't really follow him very much. I think the last thing I saw from last night was like Kanye West announced he was running for president and he like was going to back him or something. I heard something like that. I heard something. Those are, I do have these moments where I watch that. I'm like, there's gotta be a part of him who's just like, I know how to play the media machine. Like, <laughs> yeah, like exactly. of course I'm going to do this tweet because it's going to cost, it's going to get me everything. But I don't know. I don't know if it's that well planned. But screw that. But um, back to the flat earthers. Did you guys kick their ass? <laughs> it's really hard too because they have answers at the ready because they already know what we're going to argue, mm-hmm. right? So they and have all. They're very good. good. They're never yeah, even they're... good responses either. It's like, oh, here's something that completely is wrong. Oh, it's fake. But I can't say that to you. Right. right. Like, and there yeah. Was, yeah, there was a time in it where. Um, so I was like, well, here, here, I challenge, I welcome you to come down, watch a SpaceX launch, view it for yourself, and then tell me, like, that it's a lie. And, the, and then somebody asked the Flat Earthers, like, look, if, that, if you were to do that, if you were to come down to Florida, watch it, see it happen, watch the first stage come back and land on the landing pad, would you believe it then? And the guy said, no. And then yeah, we're yeah. like, well, then why are we even having this conversation? Yeah. More importantly, I want to go to a SpaceX launch. How come? How come us non-flat earthers don't get those invites? <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Wait, you guys go launches? Huh? You've gotten to go to launches? Well, of course. I worked there for five years. I'm there, like, like? part of the launches. I'm part of all that. Like, That's I used true. to, yeah. like, like, when that first stage came back down and landed, I was on that red team that was part of that team that went straight out there as soon as they landed. Dude. So. Oh my god! Good thing we're doing this for a second time. I can't believe I missed this the first time we talked. Because <laughs> like that's such a cultural thing, like to be part of this. I've never, I've never, I have. Well, I've had. So my job is very different, like because um, of hip. I work in behavioral health, so everything like HIPAA. So I can never. I, I. So there's like the privacy and stuff. So I've had a few instances where I've been involved in like uh, a cultural moment or something like in the news, but usually because like. Uh, an individual I work with so by law I can't speak about it so I've never been able to like talk have, be a part of something and then actually talk about it with anyone so what's it fucking like like <laughs> dude, a rocket launch that's insane <laughs> well I grew up around central Florida so I've been watching shuttle launches and all that kind of shit my whole life pretty much since I was like 12 years old so I'm used to that now for um for bringing up Florida and for us not shitting on it like we're actually talking about Florida in a really beautiful positive way do I get any, any <laughs> To like your tourism board, like I need some money from us. I'm not even in mean, Florida. I'm just really proud of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I talk about Florida positively all the time, except for right now, where uh, you know the there's a spike in some sort of sickness. We're not going to go into down there right now. That's but, a good uh, thing. No old people live down there, so you're fine. <laughs> It'll open up the population more. Oh, that's terrible. That's what terrible. if we? What if like the the silver lining is unfortunately we lose a lot of the Florida population. God forbid. But that opens up more land for bigger Disney World. <laughs> it's it is. It all boils down back to Disney. Yeah, see, we're flat earthers now. We just you make up a conspiracy with no claim and then, just, <laughs> and then defend it. But yeah, I want to hear more about the space stuff and growing up in Florida around like NASA and stuff. That's so fucking cool. Oh yeah, like um. So once Obama like got rid of the the shuttle program, um, that's when SpaceX came in, and SpaceX uses the same launch pads that were the shuttle used, and the same launch pads that some of the Apollo missions used, and you know, so there's tons and tons of like space history down there, and uh, you know, it's Cape Canaveral Air Force Station down there, and at Kennedy Space Center, it's so cool. There's so much history there. There's so much hidden history just on that base alone like i remember because i've learned so much about the hidden history around the base like i'll be driving around the base with somebody and i go hey you see that hangar right there people go yeah did you know that kennedy did a speech right there in that parking lot wow they're like no fucking way like yeah but it just looks like a a hangar that nobody fucking uses anymore it's not abandoned but just nobody uses it right now it's not a sign And uh, there's just so much history. Or that launch pad over there, that's where Apollo 1 fire happened. And, you know, they were no killed way. the launch pad. You know? if, you're, if you remember that story about the Apollo 1 mission. Was that the teacher that blew the, the, the one that exploded? <clears throat> yeah, like I uh, had a fire right there on the launch pad and killed all, all three uh, uh, astronauts what was, inside. What was the famous one? I think... No, I don't know if I if I, if the time frame... If, I, if I'm remembering correctly, if I saw it when it happened or I remember... I have seen it, but there's Challenger? that. Yeah, the Challenger with the teacher yeah. that went to space and then exploded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that came off uh, um, the 39A, Launchpad 39A or 39B. I can't remember which one, but yeah, right there. SpaceX. Are there um, 39A. Like, tours like people, like the public could take of this stuff? Because I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, if you go down to. to do this. Yeah, they have uh, what's called right there. Um, used to be literally like a mile from my house when I lived down there, is what's called uh, the. 
um, the visitor complex. And so Kennedy Space Center, like visitor complex or something like that. And right there you can get on tours that will take you on a bus all the way around the base and show you all the different, show you launch pads. You'll see SpaceX launch pad 39A along with the tons of other little things around the base. It has a lot of space history, including like the Saturn V museum that's also in the base, which is really cool. Shows the old Saturn V rockets that you know Apollo's used, and so such big rockets. Oh my God, they're ridiculously big! And uh, there's just so much history there, and it's amazing. And it's a little pricey to go on these bus tours, but they're so cool, though. It's definitely worth it if you're into that kind of stuff. Well, especially like if you're like me, like if you travel to Florida, like it's like if I if I'm gonna get on an airplane or drive a car to get to Central Florida, I'm not gonna be like, oh, the bus ticket's too much. But I, I I'm not lying. There's a I can say this. I, there's someone I know. I, I won't get into the who, but there's a a, a, a story of someone that my my of a family friend where they went to I believe um, is it Paris, and they got to the Louvre and the tickets were too expensive, so they didn't go in. What you have we're to talking go there. about getting on an airplane from the United States, flying right. to France, doing all of that stuff, and be like, ah, too many euros. So um, oh I think that's more of a personality thing, if anything. I guess so. It must not be that important, but... Ah, whatever. You can see that. Uh, you can see a picture of that or anywhere. Yeah. But, um, I'll catch that on the internet when I go so home. <laughs> when you grow up in Central Florida, like, is just, like, there a lot of, like, is it just normal for your friends' dads to be astronauts or work for NASA? And it's just, like, it's just the well, industry, like, the way Hartford had insurance, like, where I grew up near... Um, not, not astronauts. That's pretty rare. Um... The whole time living out there and even working at a space center, I've only met like maybe two astronauts tops. I might not even really met. It was like, hey, how are you? And that's it, you know. Um, is there not, many, are there not many astronauts? Not right now. I mean, not anymore. Now, SpaceX has like two or four astronauts now. Um, you know, we just sent the SpaceX just sent up the first manned flight like a couple months ago or a month or so ago. Yeah, I watched that. Cool. Yeah, that was amazing. Um, that's where SpaceX stock just shot back up as soon as that thing went up. Uh, successfully and um but working out at like the space center there's also there's a lot of like space center stuff there's a lot of like military also in the area so you know a family member being in the military or being working out at the space center or something like that is kind of common um yeah but there's a lot of other business out there too so it's i would say maybe it's probably 27 percent. it's not as much as you would think but because uh, there's so much more out there as well like the whole county is huge. It's a very long and skinny county because it's right mm. on the edge, east coast side of Florida. It almost runs up a lot of the east coast. It's, I can't remember. It might be like 30, 40 miles long, but like really thin. So there's so much business in there. Um, like, some of it is space center and military, most, a lot of it. Yeah. Now, I know you're from Florida, but now you're up in Virginia. Uh, do you like, – like I know my wife and my, uh, my good friend, Janae Lee – like they're from New Jersey, and anytime that they're not in New Jersey and they have to mention where they're from, they just have to kind of get the guard up and get ready to do like a little one-two punch or like what exit or like whatever. And sometimes <laughs> it's funny, but sometimes it's shitty. Do you have to have that experience because you're from Florida, living in Virginia right now, being like I'm from Florida, and then like all right, let's go. Like, <laughs> you're about to shit on my hometown. I don't care how you feel about it. like, or you just like whatever. Like I guess no, I don't really the, hear perception so much. Of, the perception of Florida. As like an internet, it's like a meme. It's like a joke. Like Florida's like a joke. Like only in Florida, but you're actually from there. Like how does right. that you? Well, that's okay. So you hear a lot about the Florida man. You hear those stories all the time, right? So everybody has. The only reason why you hear those stories so much is because the sunshine law, which means like 
the Florida state is allowed to share those stories where every state has a Florida man, every state has a New York man or a Utah man. They're just, their they're state laws with sharing those kind of stories and information about, you know, about arrests and stupid shit people do. They, it's not as loose as it is in Florida. It's why it's called the Sunshine Law. So that's why I you hear so law. much more about the Florida the Florida man than you do anywhere anywhere else. What is the Sunshine Law? I've never heard of this. Um, let me. I'm actually going to pull it up because I don't remember exactly what it is. But hold on, give me two seconds. I, I just want everyone to know it's like eleven thirty in the morning, and um, Zach <laughs> is being so kind of this time to do his podcast again. And now we're like. Uh, I need you to be an expert on Brady Bunch, NASA, SpaceX, and now I need you to give me the state law origins of the the, the, the Sunshine Law. Because that's the kind of guy Tack is, and this is why he's the best kind of podcast guest and host. Because somehow you're now about to learn. I, I actually have never heard of that, because I've always wondered, like, why is Florida always... I always thought it was just the shape of Florida, or crazy things happen in Florida. Like, you hear those stories, but like like I said, I've worked in community mental health and behavioral health, and like... Um, for years, so I can tell you a bunch of those stories. I've experienced. Well, I'm not allowed to, but uh, I've, I've had all of those experiences. I read about Florida men, for, minus the alligators. I've had in Rhode Island or Massachusetts, but I'm not publicized. I'm sure. Less so alligators. Says, uh, the Sunshine Law says Florida's government in the Sunshine Law provides a right to access to governmental proceedings at both the state and local levels. It applies to any gathering of two or more members of the same board to discuss same matter which will foresee ably come before that board for action. I That made no sense to me, but um, it says regulations requiring transparency and disclosure in government or business. Sunshine laws make meetings for records, votes. I don't know. I don't know if that made sense to you at all. But. No, I, I, I never knew that, but that's interesting. So they part of the, I guess that's kind of cool to know why that exists. Like uh, Florida's just, by law, they're allowed to talk about this shit more publicly than other states, I guess, and because of yeah, that, that's yeah. Florida. Well, then you got the when Florida's a unique state in the sense, like in the states, like you're not bordering um, the majority of your state. I rather isn't like bordering anything. I mean, Rhode Island is the same thing in that sense, but Rhode Island is this big, which is like, and Florida's huge. So maybe maybe that's part of the reason. But like, I mean, not most of our state. No, we're we're bordered by two states. Because about Florida, you're only bordering two states at the northern part. Uh, well, we got Georgia, obviously, and it was Alabama. Alabama? Yeah. Alabama. But like, yeah, northern Florida and southern Florida are almost like two different. I've never been to either, or been to one, but like, yeah. You know, I mean, I, see, it's so weird for me. I grew up in New England. Like, I grew up in Connecticut, I live in Rhode Island. Like, I can't imagine being in a place where you can travel 12 hours and still be in the same state. <laughs> if, I, if I literally got in a car right now and I go 12 hours north, I'll be in Canada. Pretty far into Canada, <laughs> and if I go south, I'll be in what, like one of the Carolinas, I think, probably. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Is it really twelve hours? Like, say from Miami to Jacksonville, is that really? Uh, I, think it's I, I think it's probably more like nine, maybe. I don't 10. know. I made up that number, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, but it's still remember, it's a very long state. Yeah. I remember. I don't. It's so weird that you said. I had like a flashback. I remember. When I was younger, I had booked a show with um, this production company that uh, I, I, like crumbled. But one of the bands we had on there was called Glass Eater, and they were r with Bayside. And I remember talking to them, and they were from Miami, and they said it was twelve hours from the from like Miami to like to get for them to get to Georgia. It was twelve hours. Like when I, I remember them talking about like touring and getting home, coming from like the north, and be like. How, how shitty it must feel! Uh, I, my, like, how shitty it was to hit Florida and be like, "All right, twelve hours till we're home." 
Where, like, when I hit Connecticut or... Dude, I'm not kidding. When I come into Rhode Island from this farthest point, I'm like, all right, I'll be home in 30 to 40 minutes. And, but, like, imagine... I can't even imagine hitting, like, North Florida and being like, all right, 12 more hours of this shit. <laughs> Try driving through Texas. I don't know if you've ever done that. No, I never. Have you? Well, yeah, a couple times, man. How long? <laughs> it's been, like... It's been, like, a day and a half just going through Texas because I've taken, like, I-10 from, like, Florida all the way across to California. And man, Texas just takes up so much. It's like, it's like half the trip is just getting through Texas. It's like, oh, oh my man. god! And the thing too, like when you travel, it's like it's not like it's like I've only I only drove cross country one time, but I went from uh, Vermont to San Francisco. But there's just like there's just so this is I eighty. There's just nothing. You're not seeing the best and the brightest or what what these states <laughs> right. have to offer most of the time. Uh, I mean, I got to go to Cleveland, which is really cool. Like, there's no metro. Like, you just you just there's just nothing. You're just driving through. Oh desert yeah, for road. sure. Same with I-10. When you once you hit like Arizona, New Mexico, it's just nothing for miles, and it's yeah. just desert. For as far as you can, you can't even pick up radio stations. You roll through the radio, and it's just nothing but static, and it's like, you're like or like really shit. scary conservative talk radio. <laughs> yeah, like the Jesus camp ask kind of stuff is where it all kind of starts there. But yeah, <laughs> that's nuts, man. That's so nuts. And did you think that um? You would be one of the only people on Earth who would be qualified to talk about SpaceX and the Brady Bunch as the authority. (laughs) (laughs) Tack Musk. Once again, I don't represent the Brady Bunch or SpaceX. Tack Brady. Tack Brady Musk. Is that not your name? (laughs) Yeah. Also, another thing I want to talk about, too, real quickly, if you got some time here. Well, two things, really. Um, so I just, I don't know if you saw this or not, but I just released a first episode of a web series that I just started called Tack Attempts, which no. is, I posted it on Facebook. I don't know if you've seen it, but. Um, I fucking I, hate uh, Facebook because we're friends. We follow each other and I didn't see it because of the way their algorithm is set up. Yeah, yeah. But basically, because I do a lot of like uh, music production, vocals, things like that. I've done a lot of vocal collabor- like, collaborations, like on YouTube and stuff I get with other people. Yeah, so this is like just my own thing where I'm just attempting different vocals, different genres. So my first episode is all about uh, I did uh, my rendition of the uh, Rebel Yell by Billy Idol. So it's my version of that. Well, I like to call it the Rebel Yell. Yeah, Rebel Yell. <laughs> My whole life, everyone confuses my last name for uh, Revol, like R-E-V is in Victor, oh, oh, Revel, for, um, yeah. but for, for Rebel, because I, yeah. partially probably because my pronunciation, my pronunciation, my whole life, I always, people, my friends would always introduce me as Chris Rebel, and so I never correct anyone, because it's so much cool to be a Rebel than Revol, <laughs> but uh, so when we were younger, like, that was, that was always, like, the song that would come on, my brother or my friends would sing it, instead of the Rebel Yell, we go, with the Rebel Yell, Classic song. We should have you do that for the show. Like, with the rebel yell, let's chat more. <laughs> well, I mean, you are a new theme song. <laughs> but yeah, so tell me more about the series. This sounds so cool. Uh, so, you know, um, and then I even did a Facebook post about, you know, hey, people, what do you guys want to hear me do next? And I gave a couple of, you know, like suggestions and then people would vote or they would just tell me their own suggestions. And I actually got a lot of feedback. I was quite impressed with uh, all the people. I thought it would just be a couple of my bros just doing like stupid suggestions, like More "Hey, dude, baby, we got back. Do do the Brady Bunch theme song, you know, something dumb, that's, you know." That's, that's <laughs> what I was but, say. <laughs> I, I <wish laughs> yeah. the Facebook so I could put that down, but now you ruined it. <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> and uh, but I actually got some really good feedback, and tons of people commented, and I was like, oh, this is so cool. All right. So my next one is going to be because of the voting. Uh, is going to be Creep by Radiohead. I'm trying to pick songs that everybody knows. So yeah. things that are popular, things that your average Facebook personal click on, <clears throat> not some of the esoteric stuff that you and I listen to or, you know, or, yeah, I can do tons of like Slipknot covers, but that only reaches a very f- small population, you know. Are, are you going to get the part of Creep where he gets the <laughs> No, I've sung, I've sung the song before, and I don't do like the high falsetto. I'll just like get louder, which makes your voice go up more. So it's like, she you know, like that. So mm. No, I don't know that Because you actually know how to sing, like, with, with, with <laughs> you actually use your voice as a tool where I just kind of scream terribly. Even my own three-year-old tells me to stop singing. Like, Dad, stop! <laughs> That's amazing, man. Um, should we find, should I pick some really bad, not bad, some, that's the right word. Should I find some like obscure new metal songs that no one would remember that only I love still? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Like, I would be like stuff that I've already done or thinking about doing already anyway. <laughs> did, you, did you ever listen to the band Head PE? Uh, I know like one or two songs. Nothing. I've never really got into them though. But yeah, I had a big rock metal, rock metal phase. And, um, I oh, hey, yeah, I used to get into all that shit too. Like um, oh yeah. No, I was, type stuff and, oh, yeah, same here. And Corn's from Florida, right? Corn? No, Corn's from uh, Bakersfield. But Limbiscuit, uh, yeah, they're Jackson, Florida. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, because I, I actually used to hang out with the bass player from Limbiscuit when I lived in Jacksonville for like. What the fuck you out here? Yeah, I used to, when I had a band in Jacksonville, we recorded uh, an album in his studio with him. Was I mean, he, he was on the record, but he was like our, our engineer and shit yeah, like that. Yeah. Was he cool, dude? Oh, fuck yeah. Super down to earth. And like, like a lot of times douche. I would forget who uh, who I'm hanging out with, you know, Sam Rivers from Limp Biscuit. You know, I used to forget all because I remember we were in the studio, everybody would go home except me and him. And I, I remember sitting outside the studio with him smoking cigarettes back when I used to smoke cigarettes. He was smoking cigarettes with him and bullshit until like three o'clock in the morning, just talking about everything from like yeah. religion. To politics, to aliens, to like, yeah. just he would tell me like Limp Biscuit touring stories. You know, Dude, get him on your podcast. I know, right? I thought about. It. I'm friends with him on Facebook, and not like his like professional, like his private Facebook. Dude, company. I think you should do it because Limp Biscuit <laughs> has so. There's probably a lot of. I, I'm not going to be a def- defender by any means, but like, they had such a rise of success and fame, and then all the shitstorm they had to do, and then being the basis, he could kind of tuck in the back, like. Everyone knows Fred Durst, and everyone probably, maybe like more people like me know West Borland, but I don't know anyone else's name. <laughs> John Otto, I think he's the only one you're missing, I think, is the drummer. So Yeah, I don't know that, but like, but I've had a similar experience. Like, I, a friend of a friend was friends with um, Sean, I want to say Martin is his name, but uh, he played in Hatebreed. And like, um, oh. they, and the, he was already out of Hatebreed. He was working with the rapper Cage at the time, but I remember they played the show in Bristol, Connecticut. And like standing in the circle with Sean Aston or Martin, I forgot his name, from Hatebreed, another guy from Head Automatica, and just being, but like, you know, the same thing within 10 minutes, you kind of forget who people are, and then they just wrap something about yeah. the Grammys, and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it, it is that weird feeling, but that would be crazy. But Limp Biscuit, man, that is a level of success that I think, I don't think I've ever really talked to anyone on this, my podcast who's had that level of the zeitgeist. You know, like I've talked to people who've had like radio hits and done some really cool shit. Don't get me wrong, but Limp Biscuit is like, there's people who don't like Limp Biscuit 
or even know their music, yeah. but you know who Limp Bizkit is. Like, they're part of the yeah, culture. Yeah. For sure. Usually for bad reasons. Yeah, when I was in Jacksonville on the band, like, I was really tapped into that. And there was tons of talent coming out of Jacksonville, especially at the time. Like, who like, else? Tons of bands. Like, like, even bands we were playing with were getting record deals left and right. We're like, what the fuck? Like, and, you know, I was just... And I remember being at a bar one night and hanging out with a buddy of mine watching bands play. And then this guy just knew like everybody in the industry. And, and all of a sudden he started bullshitting with this one dude. And uh, so the three of us are kind of just standing there just talking. And they're just talking shop about music, guitars, whatever. And um, and all of a sudden these two other guys come over there in a band that are playing that night. And start talking to him. And they ask him for his autograph. And I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? You know? And uh, so I went to my buddy. I was like, who the hell is this guy? And he's like, oh, he's a guitar player for, do you remember the band Yellow Card from way back in the day? Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I, they were huge. Yeah, they were huge. Back, but they were from Jacksonville, too. So, oh, And uh, right. he was just there just watching shows and stuff. And I didn't know I'd been bullshitting with this guitar player like for the past hour or so. I had no idea who the hell he was. And I remember the only person I recognized from that band was the lead singer because I'd seen videos and stuff. And yeah. I remember being in uh, Target one night with this girl I was with at the time, and she loved Yellow Card, you know. And uh, we were just walking through Target, and I was like, oh, check it out. And she's like, what? I was like, there's your boy from Yellow Card right down there. And she's like, nuh-uh. I was like, he is too. Look at him. And she looks, and she goes, oh, my God, that is him. I was like, you should go say something. She's like, no, no, no. And she didn't, but we left. But she's like, that's so cool. He was in Target. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that's how it was. So, that's funny. Yeah, I, I always wonder, like, what level of fame do you have to hit before you become, like, I don't know, like, that level of, like, like you know, Yellow Card's pretty big, but they're still going to Target. Like, at what point do you, like, you must have to get to, like, Tom Cruise level where you don't go to Target anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, there's a certain level of fame where you probably like you're not going to the DMV anymore. You know, you know I always wondered that too. Like, you know, no matter wh- who you are, you have to go to the DMV, right? But how come every time you have to go to the DMV, it's always full of like the lowest life in the yeah. DMV? And that's when you forget that you you yourself are that lowest life, and you're like, oh, I'm one of these <laughs> so, people. Uh, another thing I want to talk about too is that I'm trying. I'm working on a TV show. Well, Jimmy and I are working on a TV show oh, that we right. want to get done. Did we talked about this last time. I think I think we did. Um, it's called This Veteran Life, and it's a uh, reality show. And where each episode kind of talks about a a veteran, kind of tells their story, everything from like what they did in the military to the fun stuff they did in the military and also to the really hard stuff to talk about as well. And it also showcases like their family and, you know, their wife or husband and stuff like that. And so, excuse me, it's kind of set to the tone of like, um, intervention. If you ever watched Mm. that kind of a tone to the show. And, uh, right now we've only shot our pilot episode and I'm still kind of editing it trying to get a good template format for the show. And, once I get back to Florida, hopefully sometime this summer, um, we're going to start and finish up the rest of the season um, and get it done. So, we're Dude, really that is that. such a brilliant idea. And I know that um, because of the Brady podcast, you've been starting to get connected to some people within the the industry. So, like, this isn't like like a, like you're, you're going to go for it for real, like right? Like, this is like, you're like I'm going to make this. We're working on it. I mean, like, I mean, I've been a filmmaker. Do. Yeah, I've been a filmmaker for years now, and just done a lot of freelance work stuff like that some of my own stuff some stupid videos and stuff that i made with friends or whatever um but 
We do, we do. We have started a production company called Attack Films, which is a play on my name, you know. Um, and so we're <laughs> just trying to get that going. Yeah. So I just got, I know, you know, I've known Attack Films for a long time, but I never put that together. <laughs> I think that's really clever. Yeah. So that's the uh, the other thing we're also working on. We're always working on projects. So. You, you don't sit still. I don't. You know what really sucks is I am interested in way too much shit. Like, I want to do podcasting. I want to be in a band. I want to sing. I want to play guitar. Uh, I want to be a filmmaker. I want to, you know, I have too much shit. I wish I just had one thing I was interested in, and that's it. But I don't. I want to do everything. So I'm like, I'm spread really thin. I'm not an expert on anything. I'm just spread thin over a lot of different things. Oh, yeah. I think that's what makes you a good host. And I, I've heard someone explain themselves this way. It made me really relate to it is um, – I think I have, I fall to this. I have this personality where I'm either bored or overwhelmed, and there's no in between. And I'm really working on <laughs> not being that anyway. Because like I'll be super overwhelmed with stuff and get so mad, and most of it's my own fault. And things start to fall by the wayside. And then I take a break, and then I get really bored. I'm like, let's start a new project. And like, well, shouldn't you finish the one you just started? Uh, so like, because <laughs> yeah. sometimes it sucks. Like I, it's gonna. But like I'm sure you run into this too. Like just sometimes you get like inspiration or an idea and it, yeah. it's and it's a really good idea and then you have to like weigh it out and some of the is just like i just it's like do i do i do it for this as a podcast or is this do i just give this idea to somebody else for someone else to do but then they'll fuck it up and then oh my god it's so hard it's so hard i yeah oh my god i have that problem too like i just yeah, I'll get an idea and get like super hyper focused on it too. Yeah. I'll be like, we, and then I'll watch nothing but YouTube videos on that topic to learn everything I can learn mm -hmm. about it. Oh and yeah. Be like, this is what I'm. This is my life now. This is what I'm going. And then you know, a couple weeks later, it's something else. <laughs> you know? I'm, I'm going to be a career mechanic or whatever. Or, yeah, um, like, I'm going to get my private pilot's license. That was it for a long time. Oh It was man. like a good month or two where I was like hyper focused. Like I'm going to get a private pilot's license. Which funny for me was to start a podcast, and I actually did and kept it. But there's about a billion other projects I've started and didn't keep. This is the only one. But what I found was really nice for the for the format I ended up landing on for myself is that it it kind of feeds into that feeling of like if I get really obsessed with something, I can then like let me try to bring a person on my podcast to talk to them about it as like a secret. Yeah. Like, let's be friend, be secretly be my friend or like bring them <laughs> into the world. Like it's always helpful. Like it, it, you can look through some like oh. All right, he must have been really watching Bob's Burgers when they were on, or he must have been in a real Disney <laughs> afternoon when he was on, or like, you know, or music, or like, I just get in, a, like, if I get in a real ska mood, or, you know, if you look at the episodes, you can see what pod, you can kind of figure out, like, what podcast I was uh, listening to, <laughs> yeah. or, or like, whatever. Like, but there's about three episodes we were talking before, like, when um, I had like three up in a, like, I think three or four. So I had three like music episodes in a row that were all of the same world. I was like, yeah, I think it's pretty clear. I was someone who was really into like ninety uh, late two thousands emo ska between those like three <laughs> episodes because it went like uh, we had Benny from the Gaslight Anthems, Pete from Streetlight Manifesto, and then we had Sean who made a documentary about all Fat Rec about like Fat Rec music. So that was like a three month obsession that was having of those types of music that manifest into the podcast and all lovely. I never people. really got. Never really a big on ska, but I don't know if I'm going to be shot for this. But no, I no one like likes less it. That's, than Jake. I'm the weird one. I did like less than Jake a lot. They're from Is Florida. that bad? No, they're awesome. Okay, good. good. They're one legends. album. They're like that one album was fucking fantastic. Hello, I'm trying Rock to remember the name of the album. Huh? Hello, Rockview. 
I don't know. I, if I, I'd recognize the cover of it. They're they're a Florida band. They're from Gainesville. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. You're right. So one um, of the members is actually from the town I'm from, Meriden, Connecticut. Or he's from Meriden and Wallingford. But one of the members is from um, where I'm from. So like in where I grew up in Connecticut, everyone was like, that's my cousin. or Because um, it was like our one claim. Because there was a very popular, of the time, there was a ska band called Spring Hill Jack that had some success. And then I think their singer died unexpectedly. And then every member of that band went off into like another big would go off into like Lesson Jake or um, West, I want to see Westbound Train or um, Mighty Mighty Boss Tell Real Big Fish. All right, I'll, I'll stop scouting you. Uh, yeah, no, I'll no, so I remember stuff. Real Big Fish too. Like, yeah, the album was uh, Losing Streak was the name of the album. Oh, that's a real, they had that hit too. That the, yeah, they're fucking great. No, people, we, we and, yeah, and they own a record label. One of them owns a record label, Paper and Plastic. Um, oh. Yeah, those are. Those are goat. They're goats. Those are uh, the goats of the. They're the kind of band that people who hate ska like them. <laughs> oh, okay. You know. Yeah. And, I got you. Man, this is so great. So, how long have you been podcasting now? Are we talk like between since Tate Funny. Are you like seven, eight years? Is that right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's about right. Mm-hmm. I'm turning seven. My this show turns seven this month. Um, that's awesome. July or August, I think in August. I, I actually don't really know when it started, but we're just going to... My, my birthday is in August, and um, yeah. so I think I decided I'm just going to... I know I was trying to figure out when we first started, but I think it was around this time, so I think we're just going to make August our official anniversary. And yeah, you know, that, that works. <clears throat> so you're wearing a Star Wars shirt. I just want to get your quick overall take now you're gonna on me. the current Star Wars movie. I personally, I don't care what anybody else is. It's always whiny millennials that are complaining. Sure. I thought they were fantastic. I thought they were. I loved them. Um, Thank you. I, I and I have to put this caveat out there. My wife's not home lately because she's the Star Wars nerd. Um, I don't get into Star Wars until The Force Awakens. So for me, it was all like brand new. I okay. don't like the pre. I never, I never saw the originals. I didn't like them as a kid. I saw the first prequel in 10th grade, didn't really have much of an opinion, hated Star Wars fan my whole life, and then when the <laughs> Force Awakens, and then I married into a Star Wars family, um, so I really, really, really like the new ones. I think the criticism of the last one people had was pretty valid, but I also don't care, I guess, you know what I mean, about it? Like, I don't have any strong opinion to it. I'll, I'll put it this way. When I was watching The Rise of Skywalker, I didn't know who Snoke was. <laughs> Well, he was from the movie before it, so it's not like he was from a long time ago because so, it wasn't. Yeah, so. so that worked for me because that was a big surprise. I was like, "Oh my god!" And then I, and then uh, Mandalorian, I would say, is my favorite of all the things. Oh yeah, so. that's fantastic, fantastic. That's John, really hands up, clapping for John Favreau, man. Right? That guy. <laughs> He's do you watch fantastic. the? Um, do you watch the Galleria, the making of the Mandalorian documentary series? Not yet. I haven't yet, but I will. I will. For As sure. a filmmaker, you need to watch I it. I love behind-the-scenes stuff. Me too. There's also, the first episode is kind of in the style. Of, he, I don't know if you ever watched it, but there was John Favreau a long time ago used to have this, a, a short-lived TV show called Dinner for Five, which is kind of like a podcast before a podcast, where he would have five different... Oh, yeah, like, yeah. It's like a roundtable or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. the first episode is a roundtable of all the directors. But then every episode's different. But they have a whole episode about the new technology that they created to make the Mandalorian. Oh, 
I did see something on that, the technology with the cameras oh, and how the God. backgrounds were only where the camera was shooting. Yeah. yeah, they call it a volume, which basically it looks like a gigantic room with televisions and they use a gaming engine instead of green screen. Um, I don't understand what any of it meant, but it was cool. Then there's a whole episode about the Baby Yoda. There's an entire episode about the music. The last episode they do, they just literally go through and explain every Easter egg they put in the Mandalorian from the originals. Um, <laughs> nice. You get the sense from watching the people who made the Mandalorian, like they love Star Wars more than anyone. Like Dave Filoni and John Favreau. Like Kathleen Kennedy literally says it's like watching two 12 year old boys play in the sandbox. Like, <laughs> and, and they really are. When you hear them talk, they're such nerds about this shit. Awesome. They love it so much. And they did such a good job. Like I, I just watched the, I watched it again the other night. We just watched the last episode for like the fifth time because it just got that one fucking the IG 11. It's like, I was never really alive, and blows up, like, tears. <laughs> yeah. Except it's hard for me, because my wife is such a Star Wars person, where she's, like, super annoying to watch it with, because, like, <laughs> well, actually, that's the Darksaber, or something that was first on Mandalore, and like, what? <laughs> like, the, again, and let me show, to, to, to make fun of myself some more of my lack of um, Star Wars fandom. Because I, I do like it. Is um, I didn't know the Mandalorian wasn't a robot until it took his helmet off. If anyone, uh, <laughs> I'm pretty high when they watch it. You understand so, uh, that stormtroopers are also not robots, right? I didn't know that till John Bayoga took off his helmet. <laughs> okay. I, 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 yeah, I really, I just, I honestly I had nothing to do. I had no. I was so I hated Star Wars fans so much for so long. I just completely avoided it. Well, what's so funny is that you remind me of Jimmy. This is Jimmy's marriage, too, by the way. Jimmy, like, has no interest in Star Wars. I mean, he's seen some Star Wars movies. Doesn't hate them. Doesn't dislike them. Just yeah, no interest. Right. And, but his wife, huge Star Wars fanatic. Huge Star Wars nerd. And so, like, you'll catch him, too, also wearing Star Wars shirts. And people will come up and talk to him Star Wars. And he's like, I, I saw Star Wars, like, once, you know, a long time ago. And exactly. That's his thing, too. Like, yeah, my wife buys it for me, so, you know, I just wear yeah. it. Like, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I know it's from Millennium Falcon, but I only know that because of the, um, the the Last Jedi. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Which I really <laughs> like The Last Jedi. I think it's my favorite of all of them. Yeah, I like I actually oh, interviewed oh. someone who was in the, Fir in the Force Awakens. Yeah, I know. I, I listened to that episode. That was oh, awesome. I actually is. tried to get her also, and I can't remember... If I talked to her, I think I talked to her. I can't even remember now. It's been so long. Life um, but just yeah. the fucking, at some point, I don't remember anything anymore. Uh, so, Tech, this has been fucking delightful as always. Uh, so, thank you. But um, where is there anything else we missed? And if not, where can people find you online? Uh, well, the usual spots, anywhere that you find this show, you can find a very Brady podcast. What we do is we celebrate the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch, and we break it down one episode at a time. And we have a blast with it. It all is done in fun and love, but it is so much fun to break down. And we come up with all kinds of fun conspiracies that we make up on the fly that are just awesome. And they they hold water sometimes as the episodes go on. You're like, holy shit, remember that conspiracy there we thought of last week about Alice? It's still holding true in this episode, too. So check it out. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. And uh, are you on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any of that stuff? Uh, I think everywhere. Um, yeah, just search Very Brady Podcast, or you can search me, Tack Van Sickle. So, anywhere. Awesome. 